Hey everyone, welcome to Lady Overlander Radio. Tonight we're speaking with Sarah McCusen of Lifestyle Overland. Stay tuned. Grab your favorite drink, whether it's a coffee, cocktail, or tea, and get ready. It's Ladies Night on Lady Overlander Radio. The Lady Overlander Radio Podcast is sponsored by Frontrunner Outfitters, Midland Radio, Go Treads, Sport Keg, CB Adventure Supply, Adventure Trail Outfitters, Overland Spices, and the Moore Expo. Hey Arla, hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. What's happening? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, got back from delivering a table a dining room table i just sold so yeah i think i see an empty spot back there by the stove nice and open it's ready for the new table whenever that guys can do the um couple squat on the ground kind of thing crisscross applesauce no we have a little island we're gonna we have some stools for the kids won't have to eat on the floor i promise it'll be like they're camping anyway it's easier cleanup because you can swiffer that right up (laughs) (laughs) no stains on the furniture like all good stuff right be great that would be great no stains on the furniture is awesome hello mama bear looky there you already got it. <laughs> hi oh man welcome welcome okay so we have one announcement real quick before we dive into this episode with our wonderful guest we have the uh, listeners camping event coming up december 8th 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 or 10th yeah 10th yeah yep. So that will be here in the Ozarks and please, you know, somewhere friends will tell you when and where and how soon. So the plan on that is, yeah. Yeah. Listeners uh, podcast retreat is next week. We will drop part of the coordinates. You have to be watching one of the podcasts to get that information. And then the following week, we will give you the rest of the coordinates. And that is the only way you're going to know where we are, because we will not be putting it on social media. Will we sneaky? How do you like that? I like it. It's a I little like bit it. evil. I like it a lot, actually. I like it a lot. Yeah. Hey, Amy. Hey, Amy. She is All the right. Arkansas ambassador for Lady Own Toyota. Yes, she is. Jen 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 I Welcome. love you, too. Look at these people. All right. All right, everybody's watching, so we want to go ahead and introduce our guest, Sarah. Go ahead and take a moment to tell us about yourself and how you guys got into Lifestyle Overland. Sure. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, Elsewhere of land. He watches a lot of our premieres with us. Um, so I guess just a little bit about myself is I am married to Kevin of Lifestyle of Land, and we have two girls. We have Caroline and Abigail. Uh, We travel full-time as a family um, for the last, really more like seven, eight years, um, but didn't start making it a full-time job until 2018, when we decided to travel from the Gulf Coast uh, all the way up to the Arctic Ocean and then into Alaska. 
And since then, we've done some really awesome trips uh, just around here in the United States. Uh, we've gone to Costa Rica and, you know, back to Alaska a couple more times. You just, once you go, you just can't get enough. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so we've just been uh, kind of accidentally turned into Lifestyle Overland. <laughs> we uh, had decided that we would take a trip uh, when Caroline was about three years old. Uh, Kevin had mapped out this trip from southeastern New Mexico all the way up into Rocky National uh, Park and um, decided to film it. And he was going to make videos because he had done that years ago when we had first met. And uh, he just wanted to have it so that Caroline could watch it when she got older. And for our family, who all lives back in Tennessee, we're the black sheep. We're the only ones who live this far away. <laughs> and uh, it just so happened that other people randomly started watching <laughs> it on YouTube and uh, started asking, you know, hey, can I have the coordinates to hit up this trail? Like, that looks really fun. And so we created a Facebook group and uh, named the trail the Enchanted Rockies Trail. And from there, we just kind of randomly started filming other camping trips and Kevin would just slowly edit. It was nothing we were doing consistently. Uh, and then more and more people started watching and following along and Kevin's like, I think, I think the name that I want to have for this is Lifestyle Overland. You know, I want it to be our lifestyle, to go and do these things, and especially to always do it as much as possible as a family. You know, because at the time when, you know, he was introducing me to this overlanding world, um, it was quite the dude's world. Yes. And there were not a lot of women out there doing it, or at least not being seen doing it. And there were definitely not a lot of families so right. he was like, you know, I really want to be able to reach out to that community and really draw people into like, this is where families can connect and whatnot. And so that's kind of how the name Lifestyle Overland came to be. And um, yeah, from then on, we've just been traveling when we can and soaking it in and seeing cool stuff. Heck so. yeah. Well, I do, I do love the name because one, one way that we've always described overlanding, at least for our family, is it is a lifestyle choice. You know, especially oh, absolutely. If full time. That's a that's a conscious decision. It's not a vacation. It's not something, you know, just to do on a weekend for us anyway. It's a lifestyle mm -hmm. choice. And so mm -hmm. I think that's a fantastic, you know, name that you came up with for the for your branding and everything. And it really speaks to those of us who travel full time with family members, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys have been off and on kind of full-time since 2018. Now, is mm -hmm. it true that you guys started out in an RV? Did you guys, were you guys full-time RVers before like us? Right. So we had a home in New Mexico. And then at the time we thought Kevin was going to, his contract was wrapping up. And so the market was really good. Uh, and so we sold the house and moved into a fifth wheel camper that we were borrowing and I always said, I was like, Kevin, I will never live on a house with wheels. And little did I know how small over the years things would get. Um, and so realized that we actually didn't need that much space, that much stuff. You know, we just had Caroline at the time. And so we ended up buying our own fifth wheel and uh, re uh, redoing the whole inside and everything. And we did that for about three years. And then that's when we decided to uh, 
sell it all and travel in the Turtleback trailer in 2018. Yeah. We, so I got really Yeah. yeah. We kind of had a similar story. We had our, um, we had a super C at the time in 2020 and it got uh, totaled. And mm. so we were actually watching Epic family road trip at the time. And we were like, well, if they can do it with three kids, so can we. And I think yeah. one of the episodes we first started watching was when you guys were all doing the enchanted Rockies together. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So I love that. I was like, look at all these families out there doing this. We can totally do this. It's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like three teenagers, Carol is, I want to be Carol when I grow up. Yeah. You know, that woman is just fascinating. She yeah, really she's amazing. Really, really awesome to finally meet her in person. I got to meet her at uh, Mountain West. Good. So, yeah. Yeah. Good people for sure. All right. So we want to talk a little bit about, let me throw it up here. This beauty right here. Yes. Yeah. That's and vehicle too. <laughs> right too. Uh, yeah, both of you. You're both gorgeous. <laughs> oh, okay. So tell us about your rig. Okay. I have a GX460. Her name is Aspen. And this kind of came from, we only had silver, our forerunner at the time. And we quickly realized that we were going to need a second rig. Uh, mostly um, just because at the time Kevin had to go back to work. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I, I needed a way to get around town um, after traveling full time. And we had actually looked at more like doing a 470. And upon looking and further research, I was told Kevin that I was like, you know, the 460 has, you know, heated and cooled seats. <laughs> yes. It comes with leather and the wood paneling, you know, like that's plush, man. And so we started looking at uh, the 460s and found that it was a good comparison to the Prado, Prado. I, the Australians will correct me. Um, <laughs> we were able to find a lot of our parts to mix into the 460. So to make it work, right? Because mm -hmm. um, at the time, there weren't a lot of aftermarket mods that you could put on a 460. Uh, and so uh, we ended up um, finding her in Texas and went down and picked her up. And I had to drive her around as the mom mobile for a while, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. then we quickly started uh, wanting to, uh, I had a trip planned with my BA Overland Lady group. And I was like, Kev, I cannot take this as the soccer mom car like it needs to have some things done and he's like no you're right you're right uh so we ended up doing uh the bumper i didn't have the rear so just a front bumper roof rack let me look at her here and wheels and tires and suspension and so we literally did that in oh three or four days oh, wow. uh, and we did it all ourselves um, we tend to prefer to do that if we can, uh, just because, you know, we, that's, that's just Kevin's world. You know, if he's like, if I have the time and the effort and any excuse to buy new tools, uh, we'll do the modifications ourselves. And so it was scary, you know, cutting into plastic <laughs> to, you know, fit, you know, a snorkel in and a bumper and all of that. But uh 
it felt really good getting to do that alongside him because he did a lot of the modifications on silver himself you know because at the time i had a little kid i wasn't really out in the garage but this time around this was like my car and so right. i got to like help pick you know how i wanted things to look and whatnot so it was it was definitely fun getting my hands greasy lifting up metal <laughs> stuff and yeah cutting stuff yeah oh that that was that was nerve-wracking i don't yeah. really like that part but i love wrenching yeah i had to cut out a little bit a little part of the rear part of my forerunner for my rear bumper and that was that was definitely nerve-wracking i did yeah. not like that like you just want to like take carve away a little bit at a time yeah. you know you're like because if it's too much then you're just like up a creek at that point but exactly. yeah it's a good time a sawzall scares me. If a sawzall fires up around my vehicle, I get real nervous. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I cannot watch it. But then you just have to go. You just you just yeah. have to commit. Mm -hmm. You know, you do all the measuring, you do all the stenciling, and then it just gets to the point yeah. where you're like, well, I got to just do it. And yeah. So you like, just now it's in God's hands. Good luck. Yeah, it. right. <laughs> it's in the rig gods at this point. You know, yeah. we're just gonna have to trust that. Yeah. Just trust <laughs> It'll me. It'll allow this it's to like, go smoothly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. So we want to just mention to everyone who's watching tonight. First of all, thank you for watching. Second of all, if you have any questions whatsoever that you'd like to ask Sarah, just go ahead and drop them in the comments and we'll pop them up on the screen and yeah. we will have her answer them for you if she feels like it. Might be, oh, you know, if it's, you know, like depends on what oh, the we've question had, is. We've been to many expos and have had <laughs> many types of questions. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We want to just preface that where, where it's going to be an, a question that you're, you you know, you feel comfortable answering. So sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I was going to ask how many, um, how many times do you guys have to filter out comments? Do you get a lot of like a, a mixture of, of good and bad comments or is it usually mostly positive? I would definitely say nine times out of 10, they're very positive comments. We do get those every once in a while and we do filter. Um, we don't always have to, oftentimes, you know, our faithfuls will come to our defense, which mm. is awesome to see. Um, uh, but then there are certain times that there've been some comments that Kev's like, mm, this is my house and I wouldn't let someone talk to me in my house like this. So we, yeah, there've been a few times, you know, oftentimes I don't particularly care if somebody has something to say, but if they comment on like my parenting <laughs> or, you know, my kids or something that that's, that's a whole other ball game that's at when, that point in time. That's when mama bear comes out. Mama bear comes yes. out. That's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. I've gotten comments on like, Oh, you shouldn't tattoo yourself. You know, what are you doing with that booger hook in your nose? You know, stuff like that. But, <laughs> but you know, that, that, how else do you get them out? <laughs> right. Jeez, <laughs> I'm busy. I need help. Okay. That's oh. right. You know, when you're a mom of two, you get, you need all the help you can get. So <laughs> yeah, I've had, uh, we've had our fair share of, um, uh, of comments regarding how we're parenting our children and all of those wonderful things as well. So I was just curious. I figured you guys had, had dealt with similar situations yeah. at times, but thankfully it's not often. So that's right. good. We do have a question from the audience real quick here. Oh, well, actually, a couple. A couple have popped okay. up. Uh, Bath yeah. Off Road asking, favorite camp meal, camp meal. We know that you cook like crazy. Mm -hmm. And yes. I see some lovely things. So. Yes. 
So mm-hmm. really anything Mexican. I love to do, uh, we do carne asada almost all the time, tacos, burritos. Um, breakfast though is my favorite meal of the day. Uh, so probably my favorite is we're carrying, a, started carrying like a little oven. Mm-hmm. So I love what I get to do like cinnamon rolls or biscuits, you know, the things that you do at home and you're like, oh, you would never do that while you're out camping and you actually get to do it while you're out camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of, uh, it just feels good. So I do you love eat, breakfast. You eat better when you're out camping, I think, than you do when you're at home. More often, yes. Yeah, really. Well, because I'm like going and I'm like, okay, if we're going to have an epic destination, I want to have this amazing meal to go with my view of the lake, you know? Uh So like we went um, out a few weeks ago and we found this amazing little spot, like a high alpine lake. And I had brought cinnamon rolls. So I made cinnamon rolls and bacon and we had our coffee and it was just, Uh oh, it was cold. It was just amazing. I love, oh, yeah. I love mornings. Oh, we're getting all kinds of questions now. We're piling up. Uh, Teddy and Joanne are asking, what is your favorite place you've been overlanding? There's is Wyoming. There's is Wyoming. I have not done a lot of in Wyoming yet. That is on our to-do list, hopefully for some next year. But um, my favorite place to go overlanding, honestly, so far has been in Utah. Um, the landscape is just so quickly diverse you know Mm -hmm. you can be out in the desert or you can be up in the aspen trees and i love that you know right now while it's cold we can go down into the desert or go find some hot springs and still cold weather camp and then when it's too hot we can go up into you know ten thousand elevation and be in the 70s and 80s and just enjoy ourselves all year round so, uh, so far, truthfully, I know that sounds kind of cliche considering I live in Utah, but <laughs> Utah is my favorite so far. Awesome. Uh, You're having it right in your own backyard. I think it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, elsewhere overland, any plans to enter the Rebel Rally? <laughs> you know, I have fantasized about it for multiple years. Yes. Uh, and either like I was going to do it in 2020. That was that was going to be the year. And then, you know, a lot of things just changed in 2020. Uh, and then since then, we've just done a lot of other traveling around that time frame. Uh, and then I had a baby, you know, so I do have a girlfriend that if I was to do the Rebel Rally, I would do it with her. So I don't know, maybe the next couple of years. I don't know. I'm intimidated by it. It. I think it would be oh. awesome, but I'm. I am intimidated by it. It's a um, lot. Mentally, physically. Lot. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like I. I go camping and <laughs> whatnot, but the aspect of the. I mean, it is like talking with Rochelle. It is just like mm-hmm. nonstop going. Yep. And I would have to really mentally prepare for that. You know. Uh, so maybe in the next couple of years, we'll see. Long, I think hard days. Yeah. And my personality is like, I'm not going to like get in last place. <laughs> so yeah. like I would go really hard and would want to do really well. So I would have to get around for that. 
for sure. And I would picture you as the driver because you drive a lot oh, already. Yeah. Yes. In all the videos. Yes. So I would uh -huh. picture that. Yeah, for I sure. I would definitely be the driver. Mm -hmm. Speaking of vehicles, um, David's wanting to know what you think of the new Tundra. Oh, I would love one. <laughs> I think they are amazing. I have, especially now that we have a car seat in the car again, we have definitely been uh, looking at and fantasizing about all of that space in the back seat uh, for <laughs> Caroline and Abigail and for Kevin to have more room up front, you know, because right now he's in the Lexus, his knees are right up on the dashboard when he does drive. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah, I love them. I think they look sick. I would have to get rid of a lot of the chrome finishes. I'm not a huge not a chrome person. No. Yeah. So I'd have to delete a lot of that, but otherwise I think they look fantastic. And if anybody watched your last video, you could do the same kind of setup as uh, the family you guys were traveling with the three kids. Exactly. Yeah. Watch the video. I'm not awesome. about it. That's right. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, Joanne and Teddy say, got to check out Flaming Gorge. Misty and Joe took us there. Yes, we so did. Gorge is gorgeous. We Misty definitely want to do Wyoming. some more. They love it. More traveling uh, we, over there. Yeah, we've loved Wyoming so much. We went like three times now. Like that's awesome. And probably one of my most favorite places so far. Nice. We've All dipped right. up in there when we've gone north for a few things, but we haven't like gotten to go and explore. So that's definitely one of our want to go and experience for sure. Oh, you, yeah. You guys will not be sorry. That's for sure. All right, Arlo. We're going to go ahead and do one of our short little segments here. Yes, my own. Let's go ahead and do Lady Overlander of the Week. Da, 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 da. Drum roll. All right. Our Lady Overlander of the Week is Angela of 20 Project. And Arla, tell us why Angela is so amazing. Well, first of all, she was nominated by, uh, by Andrea Amos. Um, Basically, uh, her and her husband, Angela and her husband, they um, they have adventure bikes, and that's how they they get around, and that's how they they overland. Um, but what they're doing is down in Mexico, and they're traveling south. Uh, they're giving back to orphanages and and doing things for the orphanages down in the south. Um, I, I thought that was pretty amazing, and I thought it was pretty cool that and that uh, Andrea nominated nominated her. So that's why we went with that one. Cool. Absolutely. Giving yeah. back. Andrea Amos of Pura Vida Journeys nominated them and nominated yeah. Angela. So she is our Lady Overlander of the Week. Super and cool. let's go ahead and do our weekly win. You you had a weekly win that you wanted to mention. I do. And I've already, okay, I'm going to butcher it. It's going to happen. <laughs> we were talking about before the show. I said I would butcher it. It is. Okay. So weekly wins is Amanda. Gutro. Gutro. Me. Sorry, Amanda, if you're watching, babe. Much love. Um, she finally got her Jeep uh, running and made it to some trails over the weekend. It was much needed therapy for sure. Her Jeep has been down for a hot minute, at least six months. Y'all see my dog walk around back there? Lay down, girl. Um, <laughs> hey. Um, Anyway, so she got her Jeep back finally and got to take it out. She loves her Jeep, so she's been heartbroken. It's been down, and she finally got to go out in it. Do Yay. some training. So she's super excited about that. 
that is awesome. a win. But I want to make a side note. Also mention that Lisa said that she didn't choke anybody out this week. I thought that was super funny because that's usually what I say. Yeah. <laughs> didn't lay hands on anybody. Okay. No assault and battery charges against Lisa this week. Yeah. Yep. Sadie. That's Sadie walking around. You're right. Why is your husband yelling at Sadie over the podcast? Because she's got her cigarette right there. See her out there. She's supposed to be laying Both the girls are in here being ridiculous right now. Oh, goodness. Anyway. All right. Aww. So let's talk about homeschooling. Okay. You homeschool Caroline. Mm -hmm. And how does, how does that work when you guys are camping and traveling? Do you do a lot of book work? Do you do kind of a little bit of unschooling? How do you guys roll with that? Yeah. So Kevin and I both grew up homeschooling. So it wasn't quite a foreign concept, but I will say with uh, 2020 happening that the options for homeschooling have exploded. So there are so many different ways that you can homeschool. Um, for us though, uh, at the time that we started homeschooling, uh, I've, I choose more book work. I'm more of a hands-on, I'm a paper person, I'm tactile. Uh, and being the teacher more often than not. Uh, so we do more book work. Uh, mm -hmm. The cool thing about Utah is you can, and I know this is a bunch of other states as well too, but you can send an affidavit saying that you're in charge of your child's education. And so at that point, I don't have to answer to anyone. So I don't have to turn in grades. I don't have to turn in a curriculum for approval, which gives us the freedom to really educate Caroline however we want to. And mm -hmm. so one thing that I have learned over the years of homeschooling Caroline is that she really thrives in gaining knowledge through reading. Um, she is very creative and loves stories and loves to write herself. Like homegirl, we keep telling her all the time, that if she would take a story and start it and finish it, that we would find someone to illustrate it for her and have like all kinds of kids books. She's fantastic. And so one thing that I do is I, you know, try and find like kind of more boring subjects like history and science or tend to be boring uh, history and science and find literature to uh, educate with rather than uh, just a textbook, you know? Uh, and so oftentimes I'll try and find, uh, you know, if we're going to a certain area, I'll try and find library books or, you know, an audible book. Oh, we love audible books to listen to while we're in that area uh, so that, you know, we can do some educating that way as well. Um, but I'll usually just take her backpack and fill it up with the things that I want to try and get done while we're out on the road. But I also try and leave a lot of time for just creativity and just being outside and, you know, for the most part, we kind of school year round. So if mm -hmm. we know that we're going on an extended trip, um, you know, I will bring some things with us, but at the same time, we have the freedom to just, you know, put a pause on some things and, you know, pick it back up when we get back home or get back to a situation that makes it more conducive for a specific type of learning. Um, I don't do a lot of online learning just because at the time, you know, we have Starlink now, which, you know, <laughs> that that can open up a whole new, you know, 
avenue of homeschooling. But, you know, at the time we didn't have it. So I was like, oh, it's all books for us, you know. But with Starlink, I mean, heck, we could do anything at this point. Um, but yeah, we're, yeah. we're book people, we're literature based people and definitely hands-on learning. Well, I can tell you, as long as your kids are not streaming and gaming on Starlink, it works really well. Yes. Uh, true. <laughs> working okay tonight. So that's what we have here at the cabin because when we're not here, we just take it with us wherever we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we just paid the it, it extra. Is... Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say it is a it's a blessing and a curse, you know, yes. like when we went on this last trip, I had a lot of work that I needed to start getting going for overland provision. And so I had, I was like, you need to pick a camp spot that we can stay at so that I can sit on the computer for a few hours and knock this out. Uh, so it was really nice having it for, you know, instances like that. But then there's other times where it's like, let's just turn it off. We need to look at the stars mm -hmm. and sit around the campfire. And I don't, I don't want to have signals so that someone can text me, you know? So it is definitely a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah, we have, um, we were kind of forced to turn it off because we don't have like a red arc system or anything like that in our rigs. We just have our little power stations. So uh -huh. that thing draws a lot of power. So we oh, use it, sure it quickly does. and then we're like, okay, turn it off. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't, uh, we try to limit our use with that only for like specific things, work and stuff like that. But here at the house Absolutely. where we have power, we just, I opted, yeah, I opted not to have home internet anymore. And we just use it here. Nice. So. Yeah. I mean, at that, I mean, what's the point in paying for two different services? So. Exactly. True. And we pay, we, um, Went ahead and paid for the international plan too. So when we start traveling, we'll be lugging the Starlink with us. We'll get the fancy backpack, I guess. Right. <laughs> like, how can we wear this? <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll well, sell you a did, backpack that, for it. That slick mount on top of Aspen. So oh, yeah. it's, it can just, yeah. So, I mean, you have to, if we're camping in a, like a wooded spot and we need it, then we'll have to take it off and put it in the clearing. But I mean, it, that thing can run the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of people do the, the, where they cut it and remount it and do all that kind of yep. stuff. Mm -hmm. but, um, we haven't done that yet. And the only place that I've had an issue where I couldn't get signal at all was actually in Wyoming. And we were like surrounded by these giant trees. I think we were in the Bridger national forest and that wasn't, uh, it wasn't happening. Yeah, it'll search and search and search and search if the trees are too tall and or just too close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, we talked a little bit about camp meals, and I know you're you're the camp chef. So what were, mm -hmm. what were you making here? What's in this bowl? Mm. Uh, that's, that's our brisket mac and cheese. That oh looks amazing. With green onions. It is delicious. That sounds so, like yeah. something I need to eat immediately. You should. I've actually had a couple of people at expos be like, our favorite meal is the brisket mac. And the thing that's nice about it and about a lot of the meals, especially now that I have Abigail, I have to kind of like pre-do a lot of things. And so if you want something yummy, like, you know, you can smoke a brisket and then I'll sometimes like slice it into smaller sections and then stick it in the freezer. And uh -huh. so I can just pull that out and then we can have, you know, brisket sandwiches or the brisket Mac. And 
the Mac was just a box Mac. So, I mean, if you want to make it from scratch, every once in a while, I like to do that too. But a box Mac and something pulled from the freezer and a delicious meal, I love it. Sure. Plus, you know, like box Mac and cheese, how many of us grew up on that? You, that's got a specific oh. taste. I'm so going on it. You know? about? Sometimes yeah. I eat SpaghettiOs, I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes you need oh, those yeah. kind of things. Chef Boyardee, you know, the little raviolis. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we got a question, Arla. We do have a question. I was waiting. From Gen Xers Off-Road, how long did it take for you to get used to sleeping in unknown locations and not waking up for every random noise? That's a good yeah. one. Um, Gosh, when we first started camping, that was the worst thing that was the uh -huh. hardest part absolutely and especially when we were on in the ground tent but once we moved up to the rooftop tent there's just that sense of security that it yeah. gives that that quickly mm -hmm. uh that just quickly went away and it's gotten to where sometimes when we're at home kevin has actually soundscaped mm -hmm. some of the like creeks and stuff that we've slept next to and has it saved on his phone. And so sometimes we'll just turn that on when we're at the house just to have it to go yeah. to sleep to. So it definitely the very first year for sure going out and camping, a, a lot of noises can sound spooky at night. But now, like, I, I love the sound. You know, I love the crickets. I love, you know, hearing the creeks and stuff if we get to camp next to rivers and whatever. So I I love it. Does your body naturally get into that up with the sun down with the sun rhythm when you're out camping? Or do you guys still kind of Honestly, more camping than when we're at home. At home, it's so easy yeah. to like stay up way past you're supposed to. But yeah, when we're camping, you know, I'll put the baby down at, you know, 8 30, 9 o'clock, and I'm like, okay, doesn't anybody else want to go to bed? <laughs> Are you all done? You know, yeah. like you're by the campfire. I'm like, mm, I mean, it's cold. <laughs> it's cozy in here. Uh, but yeah, definitely get much more and quicker into a circadian rhythm. But honestly, sometimes, especially now with a baby, it is, depending on how often I have to wake up with her, it is so easy for me to sleep in. Mm -hmm. We can we can sleep in till nine or 10 sometimes. Easy peasy. That sounds and we, yeah, well, and when we were traveling full time, like once you got to a certain point, like up in Canada, like the sun never really went down. And so we were finding by accident, like staying up till two or three in the morning and then sleeping in till like 11 or 12. I mean, I had a five-year-old, like I was starting to feel kind of guilty. I was like, should we not be going to bed like at 10? And Kev's like, if we're sleeping till noon, we're not going to be ready to go to bed. So it was the hardest transition was going from traveling full-time and staying up like that to when we went back to Tennessee to visit family after traveling and being like, are you all going to bed? It is so early. <laughs> no, no, and it's then, not like, them and their kids going to bed and us and Caroline staying up to like two in the morning being like, okay, now we'll go to bed. But you know, oh, yeah. So what does Caroline think her little sis? She loves her. She is such a good big sister. And I knew that she would be, but it has been so much fun to watch her just like learn a new person, you know, because she knew me and Kevin, but learning a new person, especially one that is with you 
day in and day out is a whole new experience. And Abigail just thinks she hung the moon. Like <laughs> if you walk by Caroline's room and you don't go in Caroline's room, you would have thought that I had pinched her. <laughs> so when, when Sissy, when Sissy walks in the room, it is all about Sissy and what is Sissy going to do to make her laugh? So it's been, it's been such a joy and an answer to prayer to get to watch Caroline be a sister. That's sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. So how does the, uh, so I know you guys started traveling pretty young with Caroline, but how mm -hmm. is it with this whole new dynamic, this whole new dynamic with an, a baby and another child and you guys all traveling yeah. together, logistics and all of right. that. Yeah. So that was one that really surprised us when we did go on our first camping trip with Abigail. She was, I think like almost maybe just three, almost four months old. And, you know, we rolled into camp late per lifestyle overland uh, <laughs> tradition, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and we were like, oh, we'll get out, we'll film setup, we'll film cooking dinner. And so like, we all get out and then we're like, what are we, what are we supposed to do with this baby? Like, where's she even going to go? You know, she had just been in her car seat this whole time. Like we didn't even have like a spot for her. Like we didn't have a stroller. We didn't have a camp chair. We had nothing oh, no. for her. And so we quickly realized that we weren't really going to be able to function as we had before, you know, and that we were going to have to function with a lot of grace and on baby time, you know, mm -hmm. and, Honestly, I have been really surprised at how much I've enjoyed baby time pace because it's caused us to slow down, you know, because at the time, you know, we start traveling with Caroline and camping with her at 15 months old. So by the time she was, you know, eight, nine, 10, she could sit in the car for 12 hours at a time and not complain, you know, so long as there were snacks. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, is. you know, it was, it was really easy to just always go, 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 you know, go see this, go do that, run this trail, go here, let's check this out. And so with having a baby, you know, we had to really start slowing down. And so instead of passing something, it was like, hey, I need to feed the baby. Why don't we pull over here and see this view while I nurse the baby? And then how about we stop and do this? And then we can do that and we can stretch our legs and get a break from the car seat. And so I, and including Kevin and Caroline, have really liked having some reason to really slow us down so that we can stop and see um, some really cool things that, you know, we potentially could have passed up because we were, you know, on to the next thing, like, oh, we're gonna go see this, you know, we'll come mm -hmm. back to that at another time is what we often say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so now we, actually, we actually stop for those. So nice. um, it was definitely a big learning curve. But once we really settled into like, oh, we're just on baby time, you know, it's really allowed us to uh, like slow down and get to camp on time, which is, you know, really new for us. So we're usually rolling in at seven, eight o'clock, you know, but now it's like, no, it is five o'clock. We have to start finding camp and we're going to, we're going to pick the next one around the bend. So, uh, so it's been good. It's been an adjustment, but it's been good. That's awesome. Yeah. She's a cutie. I'm going to show a little picture over here. Yes. Get this baby. I don't know yet. Uh, she's she's so, chunky. 
Oh yeah. Oh, she's a chunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She did really well at uh, the PNW show too. I mean, I didn't hear her hardly fuss at all. Like, and it was hot. No. Yeah. She did really, oh, really well. that was that was miserable. And she is a December baby, so she clearly is prepared. I mean, you look at her; she's twenty two pounds now. She is clearly, you know, thickening up for the cold winter months. So <laughs> to be remotely hot, we all? I mean, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, at to be hot at Pacific Northwest. You thought she was, it just looked like she was about to melt, poor thing. But yeah, she's such a good travel little baby. You know, she, a lot of kids don't like the car seat and it is shocking how well she does in the car seat. You know, here at the house, I could put her in the living room, in the floor with toys all around her and walk away and she'll start squawking. But we put her in the car seat and we can go an hour and a half, two hours in the car, and she is happy as a clam. Uh -huh. You just have to give her a new toy every once in a while, and she'll just keep on playing. So we got very lucky with her enjoying the car in the car seat. So no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Part of that is probably that she just she has her people around her too. You know, like she yes. can fit, visually see each of you in the vehicle. So it's like, yep, you feel yeah, close proximity for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little kids like that for some reason. I know, right? <laughs> I'm a little bit of a touch me not. And so yeah. <laughs> oftentimes I'm like, oh no, I, you know, my love language is, you know, quality time. But then I also really love being alone. And so to, you know, to always have a shadow, you know, I joke and call her, you know, oh, my best friend's awake. I need to go check on my best friend. <laughs> uh, fast track says thickening up for the winter. I'm going to have to use that. It's a thing, yeah. right? I mean, it is, it is a, it's a legit thing. And here in Utah, I mean, it's already gotten cold outside. So we're, mm -hmm. you know, we're getting thick. We're ready for winter camping, you know, so mm -hmm. ready for our first snow. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we were in um, just outside of Salt Lake City a couple of years ago. And that was when they freak, uh, I guess it's not really that freak, but this big winter storm came in in September. And yeah. a bunch of people lost power and it was crazy and it was just insane. And we were actually out camping and it was amazing to me how many people left that were camping that they just left. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, you're here. What do you need to leave for? Like who it's just snow. I <laughs> but right, it was just yeah. the whole area just shut down and everything. Like everybody lost their minds. I'll yeah. never forget that. Just, you know, fair weather camping, but no, I, I like, I mean, it's cold, but we did a lot of, uh, winter camping, I guess it was in 21. And if, as long as you have the right gear, honestly, the best time to go out is in the winter because no one else is there, no. you know? So no as long as you, as long as the trails don't get like too muddy and slick, like going out in the snow and the really cold is kind of, it's, it's fun. I'm shocked that I would say that because <laughs> I used to be like, it can only be between 70 and 85 degrees for me to go camping. And now, you know, as long as I have good warm socks and a good coat and a beanie, like we can go in the snow. That's fine. Absolutely. No doubt. So who are, who would you recommend? Um, give us some ladies names of other, of other lady overlanders you recommend people follow. Oh, absolutely. So I, I mean, I have to shout out all the girls that I travel with for the my BA Overland ladies. So we have Taylor May, 
for Meandering May. She's doing some really cool things for 2024. And then um, Laura with Soul Script. She just changed her name, so I'll have to yeah. remember. <laughs> and uh, and then my friend Clarissa, she travels with her two little girls. Uh, they're Get Lost Overland. And then, oh, who else? There's this one girl that I really enjoy following, uh, Brighton Peach. I'll have to I'll have to text it to you. Uh, but she does um, all, like van camping. I think they're living or they were living full time in their van. And she does. Her husband at the time was a med student. And so they were living out of their van and she would take her three little boys like hiking and camping and all kinds of things. And so she's really fun to watch as well, too. Um, especially doing it with so many little kids, you know, I think hers are like three to six or seven, you know, and that's three of them. So I, you know, I'm always like kudos to those ladies who get out right. there with little kids, you know, yeah. I saw, I saw a meme where it was something like, uh, my tolerance for like whining and complaining is much great or is much better, uh, outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, when you're inside and you're all cooped up, it's one thing. But if you're outside hiking, you know, and they start complaining, you're like, nah, it's all right. You can complain. <laughs> so long as I'm doing what I want to do, it's okay if you complain. You don't have to love it just yet. They rarely do. But, you know, I think that it's good for them to go. So. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Got it out. Electronics, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody needs a break from it. I know I do, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's hard. It is. So what do you guys have coming up for 2024? Are there any cool trips or any projects or anything you're allowed to talk about? Yeah. So we basically this year, we have just been trying, waiting for Abigail to grow up <laughs> and get up to speed. You know, we've been taking her on trips <laughs> and she's been a great traveler. Uh, but we had to put a lot of our international trips on hold uh, because of that. And so next year, our goal is to do a lot of smaller international trips. So uh, a couple years ago, we had gone to Costa Rica. And, you know, we've gone to Alaska, um, multiple times by doing rentals, you know, rather than trying to ship our rig as much as I would love to take my own things. That's really expensive. It is. So yes. we are looking at yeah, exactly. So we're looking at doing some um, international trips um, through, you know, a rental situation kind of thing. Uh, and then we also want to do a lot of traveling, you know, here around in the United States. So we've done a lot of Utah, but we haven't done a lot of borders. So we would love to go with, into Wyoming. Uh, we'd love to do a lot of Nevada as well. Um, I'd love to do during the winter months some hot spring hopping, you know, go find some of those and uh, just continue to allow Abigail to grow up and adjust and, um, you know, just really take off next year and the years to come. But I'm, I'm so anxious for some international trips. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Same girl, same. Yeah. And I've not done a lot. So that will be whole new territory for Ke both Kevin and I. So uh, we'll definitely be going to English speaking ones, you know, to start. <laughs> Neither one of us is can uh, speak any other foreign languages. So uh, we're looking at 
uh, we are looking at uh, Scotland is like definitely number one on the list. Uh, and then maybe, you know, trying to do like Norway, Sweden, stuff like that, maybe down to Australia or something like that. So uh, yeah. just, just ready to go see. I, I've enjoyed seeing the United States and I've seen a lot more than what other people have, but I am so anxious to see what the rest of the world has, you know? So, and being part of an overland community really makes the world feel much smaller. And so it allows for friendships everywhere. Yep. And so it's been really cool creating, you know, friendships through Instagram or through our patrons um, that are in other countries, you know, sharing their stories and where they like to go. So hopefully we'll get to, uh, you know, meet up with some of our international friends and, and uh, see what they have to offer as well. Oh, Chris, yeah. <laughs> Arkansas has some beautiful national forest. Hint, hint. The Ozarks. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, that's true. Arkansas. That's where we beautiful. are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're from Tennessee. I'm sure they've been to Arkansas. Yes. Uh -huh. We have camped multiple times. Arkansas is a nice middle of the ground portion for us to stop and camp on our way to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next October, you can camp right through and go to rendezvous in the Ozarks. That's true. I know that's one that we always keep missing because at the time we always do Expo East. So, you know, we kind of have to pick and choose our, our show well, circuit. I think it was Kevin two years ago was going to try to come through there and then something came mm -hmm. up with like a breakdown or something. And then he ended up missing it. Yeah. Because I think he was going to be there for Turtleback or something with Barry. I think that's when that was. Yeah. Well, he did do Where's one. Was it the Moore Expo? He might have done more Expo. I think he did that one a couple of years ago. Yeah. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's on our backyard. Literally. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Literally. Yeah. Tell All right. We've got one more. I, got, I, got, I, got I, I can't see anymore. Tell us about that thing directly behind you. Oh, yeah. yeah this yeah. thing? Oh, this thing? That is new. That is new. Yes. That is so this is, yes, this is our Voyager, our expedition trailer. And oh, you guys, I needed this so bad, especially with a fresh new baby. Like I would not dream about going camping with any type of month old child, <laughs> unless <laughs> I had this, to be honest. Um, you know, we had, we've done so many iterations of, of camping and overlanding, you know, we, you know, had our turtle back and then we dual rigged it and then we got our smaller turtle back and then we got our orange turtle back. And then we decided to just single rig it and, you know, do the toll tote system and whatnot. But when you, like I had said previously, when you have a baby, <laughs> lots <laughs> of things change and sometimes oh, yeah. you just need some ease and convenience again and hot water again. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a sleep inside. I never would have thought that I would have convinced Kevin to go <laughs> to a sleep inside, um, but we are loving it. And Abigail sleeps really good in there. She does not sleep good in rooftop tents. How she knows the difference, I will never know. But sleeping in there is so much easier for her than a rooftop tent. So I'm thankful to have it. So it's a sleep inside. I've got a kitchen. I've got hot water. I've got two fridges. So, you know, I am packing all the food and all of the drinks to go with us on our trips. And it has just been an absolute 
game changer. And they have been such a dream, Expedition has been such a dream to work with um, because one of our biggest hiccups with a sleep inside option was that not all of us were gonna fit in there. And so, you know, everybody will put like rooftop tents on top, but you know, we don't want Caroline sleeping all by herself. You know, the baby's not going up there just yet. And so that meant, you know, Kevin and I would have to sleep separate, you know, which is fine for a little while, but then, you know, you want your honey back, you need your snuggle partner. So it was like, what can we do? (laughs) (laughs) I like to snuggle. Okay. Not everybody does. I do. So you know, what I was, you know, we kept brainstorming, like, what could we do to have a sleep inside, but still have, you know, connection with Caroline up in the tent. And so when we were talking with Artie and Stacy of Expedition Trailers, you know, we were like, what could we do? And, you know, one thing that they had offered is like, how about we cut a hole in the ceiling here? We'll make a pass through or portal. And that way, you know, we can, it's a double door. So we can leave one side open so that, you know, heat is going in there. Yes, I said heat. It's heated. So he can go (laughs) into the tent for Caroline. And then we can still talk with her and, you know, have, you know, if something goes wrong, then we can quickly get to her, whatever she gets sick or whatnot, heaven forbid. Um, But that has been such a game changer getting to have, I mean, it's literally a home on wheels. We have, we have been so tempted to be like, you know, I guess we could just, you know, close up the house and just go full-time again for a little while, right? You know, like we don't need, I mean, everything we need is right there. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem using laundromats for laundry. So, you know, but it has been, I'm, I love it. I leave it packed and ready to go. So all I have to do is get groceries and then we go. It's amazing. Well, I I like Artie and Stacy because they have like a a lot of kids. Yeah. They've got five kids. Yeah. So, and they've Mm -hmm. kept in things like, and something very similar, if not one of those exact, you know, little campers. Yeah. This this is their exact trailer. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so they have the rooftop tent and then they have the uh, awning that comes out that you can put the walls on to make like a whole other room. And then they put cots in there for the rest of the kids to all sleep Mm -hmm. in there. So, I mean, they had to, they had to figure it out, you know, nothing was really working for them. And he was like, you know what, I'll just build my own. And when, when they were telling us this, that story, I was like, oh, we're, we're going to be fast friends. Because <laughs> Kevin's oh, yeah. always like, how can we make this better? How is this going to work for us? You know, so I knew that those, those two with their ideas would definitely get along. And they have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I yeah, hope you guys are going to do a walkthrough pretty soon and post that we out. Will. That should be, that's the upcoming episode that Kevin's working on right now. So it'll either be out tomorrow night <laughs> Or it might be Friday. So Kevin's, you know, really trying to put this together and really finesse it just right. So we'll we'll yeah. see. It'll either be tomorrow or Friday. We're gonna need you to step on it, Kevin. We wanna see it. I know, right? Late night. I can see it. I wanna see it. All an all nighter. Yeah. Kevin. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. So cool. So you guys are at almost three hundred thousand subscribers. That's yeah. pretty freaking amazing. Bravo, bravo. That's my it has been it's been a wild ride and we did all of the expos this year and it's been, mm-hmm. it's always, expos are hard. They're hard mm-hmm. to get to, they're hard to be at for three days in a row, but man, the people you get to meet and the stories that you get to hear and all the cool things that you get to see really makes up for 
the hard part of it, you know? And so really getting to like, especially meet our patrons, you know, we yeah. wouldn't be doing this without them, you know, cause we, we function off of the patron platform. Um, and so it's just been so neat to, to just, to get to meet them and, you know, put, you know, faces to the names that, you know, I constantly see scroll by at the end of our episodes. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing to see those numbers continue to grow. You know, I'm like, who are all these people? <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really amazing. That's that's fantastic. And I, I for one, am glad that you guys did the expos because then Madeline, when she was with me, she had Caroline to play with, and they went off and oh, were gone for hours. And had they were inseparable. They were like, can we slumber party? And we're like, y'all need a break. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> all get our own sleep, and then you can have the rest of the day tomorrow. <laughs> Exactly. Oh yeah. They were all about the slumber party and everything. I'm like, listen. Yeah. We're tired. Yeah. We all need to eat and y'all need to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Party. Ain't no party. (laughs) So what happened to your rig at um Pacific Northwest? Something something happened there. Uh, So, Mm. you know, oftentimes you know, nature comes into play with uh, you know, our adventures. And, um, you know, sometimes critters find wire harnesses tasty. So, Mm -hmm. and, you know, other critters like to chase other critters and, you know, do their best to try and get at them. Um, And so we actually ended up having some of our wire harness destroyed by a dog or a rat or squirrel, ground squirrel. We're not really sure. Uh, But it did. uh, Luckily, it wasn't like too, too bad and kevin's an electrician by trade so thank god he is like super you know capable of fixing that himself um but yeah it it severed some of the the wiring for the lights and then the long range tank and i think the kdss but he was able to get those things wired back up and spliced back together and whatnot we made it home just fine but yeah that's you know those critters, yeah. they like to find a snack where they can. And uh, apparently Aspen was pretty tasty that night. <laughs> yeah, I was looking under Calypso right after you said, oh, something ate my wires. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully well, nothing it, on mine. Well, and it didn't help that we, at the time, we weren't staying on site. We were leaving. And so there wasn't enough commotion and action going on around our vehicle. So I mean, I guess we couldn't have been too surprised, but it felt like a venue at which there would not have been rats and mice and stuff. You know, we were pretty much in an open field, but, you know, they find their way anywhere that they can. So, and they did. They sure did. Oh, yeah. They were hungry for sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Super quick. We need to throw up our content creator of the week and then we will. Ready? Content creator of the week, Grit and Grace, Team 120 for the Rebel Rally, Kara McClellan and Danielle Noonan. Mm -hmm. Very excited about them. They'll be rookies this year. Um, Go ahead and give them a follow. They went, how many uh, followers did they get in one week, Arla? Uh, They've only been out there, I think it's been four days that that's been up and they're over 8,700 followers already on Instagram. Uh, Kara McClellan, as you know, is Ozark Overland Adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle Noonan is also uh, Second Overland. Um, and those girls 
are going after it. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> they already they've been preparing over a year now already. They started going to the training with Rebel last year, the classes and stuff they have, and they're they're serious and they're both very, very competitive. So that's awesome. That's our that's our girls right there. <laughs> yeah. Their, if their friendship can survive this. Yeah. Kara's the driver. Danielle is the navigator. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And if you watch the channel, you know that uh, Kara knows how to drive mm -hmm. in lots of different terrains. Mm -hmm. She does, for sure. And that pinky. Tuscadero. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Mm -hmm. I know, right? All right. So if anybody has not found your channel and would like to find your channel, where Weird. can they find you guys on social media? You find and us on YouTube at Lifestyle Overland. And then you can follow us as a family on Lifestyle Overland or I'm Mrs. Lifestyle Overland on Instagram. So Yay. we're not we're, we've tried the TikTok thing. That's not really our thing. <laughs> I like to watch it because it's great entertainment. Sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. You know but reels and stuff that that's enough for oh us. lord yeah <laughs> you can find us we on youtube and instagram likely. Yeah. yeah yeah and then our patreon platform where yeah. you can you know be a patron and you know we do behind the scene things there um kevin does uh an awesome video series called coffee with kevin where he just kind of talks off the cuff about things that you know he's been mulling around or some ideas that he has and uh, we also share, you know, waypoints, um, GPS tracking, things like that. So uh, it's a fun, fun space to be over there on Patreon. Very awesome. nice. Well, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. We had a really good time with you. I know our yeah. schedules were all crazy over the last several <laughs> months to years. And it's nice to finally yeah. get, get it back all aligned and stuff. So yeah, thank absolutely. So and thanks for being flexible when I had to already reschedule on you. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> you, well, know, baby, you, know, you know, that has a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. There's our girls right there. See? So good watching. We're watching you girls. We're watching you. We're watching. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for watching tonight. You can catch this. Uh, it'll be posted next week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And all other major podcast platforms. It's hard to say. So thank you all for watching. And we'll catch you next week. No, we won't. Our live. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Have a great night, everyone.